and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of TV My Husband Hates. I'm Regan Kempton, and we're here with always the lovely Kat Sims. How you doing, babe? Uh, I'm good. I'm really tired. I've exercised more th- in the last week than I've exercised in probably the last five years. So <laughs> my body is fit. I am for like, not the first time, but like overwhelmingly physically yeah. exhausted. Like that's nice rather than being mentally exhausted. For sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you sleeping better because of that? Like the dead. Yeah. And I'm not amazing. drinking as well, which also helps my sleep. Right. But, um... I mean, I feel good. I ache from here to fucking Sunday. But other than that, I'm really excited about what I'm doing. That's awesome. You should do some Epsom salt baths. That will help with your aching. Yeah, Yeah, I'm on it. So I'm I'm doing that and I've got some DP. I'm doing like cold hot therapy if I get sore. And you know what? At the end of the day, I have to do more is just stretch. So I'm just doing a lot more stretching. Excellent. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been all right. We had a blizzard on Monday. Snow was gone by Tuesday because that's the joy of living in Colorado, which is awesome. Um, I hear that somebody really awesome planned like a surprise party for you. I got a surprise 40th online birthday last weekend, which was amazing. We had like a marathon four-hour Zoom call. Yeah, I know we did. Well, and of course, obviously we started, I think we got off the phone at midnight my time. We started at eight. But Reagan didn't know, and we set up this Zoom quiz it was amazing. thing where we got I got Reagan's husband to do a Mr. and Mrs. round, and your mum provided tanked. me with... You did? Ta- it was ridiculous. And then yeah. your mum provided me with a ton of baby photos for Reagan. No, it was awesome. Thank you so much. We had such a good time. I've been getting texts from people that couldn't make it. Um, nice. So that was good. And uh, yeah, but I'm still 39 until Sunday, so... You are until Sunday, yeah. the 21st. That's right. That's you excited? Right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, like I, we had this whole, sh- if you guys are on Patreon um, or if you're not, you should hop on over there because Kat and I do this whole chat about what turning 40 means to us and kind of yeah. how we're looking at it. So I'm not going to say any of that here. If you want to hear that, you need to hop on pay, over to Patreon. pay for that shit. That's right. Hook it up over there and you can hear it's it's actually it's not up yet. It'll it'll be our merch content. So we'll get that up um ASAP. But yeah, I mean it it's cool. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you had fun. I had fun as well. And then, it was amazing. Uh, Everybody really turned out. We should put up a picture of Kat. Kat dressed up as my so I have this favorite baby picture of me and my brother because it was back in the 80s when you used to go to Olin Mills here in America and get your pictures taken and Halloween was always a really big deal for my mom she used to make our costumes so there's a like a superhero picture of me and my little brother and Kat mimics the superhero costume I think I was like four or five I recreated Um, it. it it's amazing maybe we'll put it up there we'll do like a split thing yeah, I can do that. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Let me write that down on my list awesome. of shit to do. We'll put that up on Instagram and you guys can uh, check it out. But Kat really brought it. Um, I'm drinking out of one of my birthday presents. I got I a Real that. Housewives. Where did you get that from? My friend Lindsay got it for me. So it's the Real Housewives of Littleton. It's a very sweet mug. Um, so yeah, it's been good. Amazing. Well, I'm glad that you're having a good week and I hope you yeah. have a lovely, active 
actual real life birthday too. Oh, we will. Like we're just going to do a small like family go out to eat kind of like just me, Elijah and the boys and go out to eat this weekend. So it'll be fun. Nice. Um, so we are introducing, we've got another yeah. one to add to the lineup. We've got the Keeping Up with the Kardashians swan song season, their final one of all time. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's the last we're going to hear from no. them, but in this kind of iteration, this is yeah. the last it's going to be. Um, so that's coming up at the end of that. Otherwise, we are back with our regular shows. Uh, yeah. Shall we kick off? Let's kick off with uh, The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> It's nothing new. Really struggling. Yeah. Not that much going on. So we're not going to talk about Bolo and all of that and Kenya and Latoya and who leaked it and Drew because we can't be asked and it's boring. It's super boring. I mean, I think we've talked about it week after week and I'm just tired of people to take your husband's phrase. I'm tired of people yucking people's yums. Yeah. That's what it is. Just let people do their own thing. It's not your business. No, I agree 100%. So we're not going to talk about that, but we are going to talk about Cynthia's wedding because that was quite a controversial subject. Beyond the scope of the show, was it Wendy Williams who was criticizing her? Yeah, Wendy Williams came out very publicly criticizing her for having a big wedding during COVID. And now I feel like this was after at least the majority of America's major lockdowns as well, just to keep it in context. Um, It wasn't early days where most of America was on lockdown. It was not during then because obviously it was 10, 10, 20. So yeah, it's October. Yeah. Um, I mean, what did you think? Did you think it was too many people for the time? I mean, even if it was legitimately as safe as it could be, was it the right message across? I mean, ultimately I don't, I don't think anybody having a wedding could do it the right way this year, especially if it's public and people are going to comment on it. I mean, ultimately, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have done it just because I would have, I feel like because Cynthia had such a shitty first marriage to Peter, she really wanted to do it like right and big. And I, I think all those feelings are super valid. Like she just really wanted to go into this marriage in that way. So for me, I probably would have waited so I could have really done it that way. Because honestly, if she had waited maybe another year, everybody would be vaccinated and and she could have really done her wedding the way she wanted to. However, also part of me is like, I also get why she just wanted to move forward. I mean, again, it's just about like not yucking other, other people's yums. Like I don't look to Cynthia Bailey for my medical advice or like, what I should be doing for COVID. Do you know what I'm saying? I think I'm going to get on a weird little soapbox here, but I feel like America has a really bad issue with putting morality onto their famous people, like sports players and people in the movie. Like everybody's just fucking normal people put like, you need to get your medical advice from people with medical backgrounds. Do you know what I'm saying? Not your fucking reality TV celebrities. So Honestly, like she could have not done any way right, I think, yeah. unless she just didn't have her wedding at all. Well, but I think I you bring know. up a really valid point, and and the and while I a hundred percent agree with you that you know celebrities can't be held responsible for the actions of others, right? Yeah. Because nobody's responsible for anybody's right. actions except yourself, right? Um. There is part of me that's like, you're absolutely right and that's true, but we do have to sort of recognize that there is this like 
percentile of people that just don't fucking get that. Yeah. And I think as well, it's very different as a, as a British person watching it right. because our lockdown has been much stricter nationwide and it's, yeah. and all of that stuff. So, I mean, there's no way that anybody famous or not could have got away with that wedding at any point since March 23rd last year. Like it just right. would not have happened. Yeah. Um, but it's a different setup. And at the end of the day, I sort of agree with you. You know what? She's like, if she wants to do it and the people who choose to go, go willingly. Right. And as long as they're taking precautions like quarantining and being tested, yeah. then that's all that you can ask. I mean, I'm like you. I wouldn't have done it, but... For sure. Up to her. Yeah, and I mean, it's, COVID's been a really difficult thing here in the U.S. because it's been left up to individual states. So mm. every state has done something completely different. Like, that would not have happened here in Colorado. That was yeah. not allowed. But I don't know what the the guidelines were in Atlanta. I don't really know how many people were actually there either because I know Bravo didn't film it. It was filmed by people that Cynthia paid and Her video- Bravo videographer. Just, right. And so Bravo just used the footage. So that cuts down like there wasn't like big production, but I don't I don't know. I don't know how many people were actually there. It looked like to me most people were trying to take precautions. I don't know. I mean, I think ultimately with this thing, people most people have just been trying to do the best thing that they can do. And I feel like we need to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, but also if you're going to put it on TV, you're going to get backlash. <laughs> like well, it's just and that the way you it goes. literally took the words out of my yeah. mouth. You can't be whingy about that. Make no. that decision, own that decision, but accept that you are going to get some shit for it because there are going to be people sitting yeah. in places where they haven't been able to leave their houses and they right. watch you, Cynthia, throw this enormous, extravagant, lavish, par- lavish party And of course they're going to get their backs up. No, do I think that means that they get a right to go on social media and start being dicks? No, but that is just the nature of the fucking world. For sure. Cynthia, you do you, but you are high profile and you're going to get some shit for it. Yeah, just stand by your decision. That's all I I think she does, actually. For sure. She does. And And they're married now and now it's a moot point, isn't it? Like it's done. Exactly. Done and dusted. Yeah. just to wrap this up, let's wrap up Atlanta with discussion about um, another marriage, well, nearly marriage that didn't make it to the altar. Yeah, Dennis did not get and done and Portia. dusted. No. <laughs> I find this chat really interesting, and it's mostly because I think Portia brings up a really good point about the relationship. If there was no baby involved, they would not be talking at this point, and they'd both be able to move on. But because PJ's there, it's a really hard relationship to navigate the ending of. Yeah, and I think it's because they just don't know where they're going with that. Like, I think they've had therapy, maybe yeah. they've done it, but they've had therapy in terms of trying to fix the relationship. But I think it's something that, I mean, I don't know, I've never been divorced, but I imagine yeah. that if we were to get divorced, I would hope that we would go, you know what, this is what we we need to be back in therapy to do this, because we don't know what we're doing. To figure out the co-parenting, to figure, this to figure shit out, out the end, for sure. Because I think they both care, you know, they care about each other. Of course they do. They're always going to have a relationship for the rest of their lives because of PJ. And I think that's scary. It's like, well, how do we manage that if you've never done it before? Especially doing it in a healthy way. I mean, because I can definitely tell you how to do it in an unhealthy way. (laughs) We have a lot of examples of those. but, But I don't think that, I mean, other than I feel like Courtney and Scott from Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I... Uh, co-parenting I think is hard I think co-parenting is hard even when you're married (laughs) like (laughs) well and I think as well they just both want to move on like they want to be able to date other people 
but there are feelings still there and there are resentments still there. And, and I think that's what they need to figure out. And I, I think we see Portia being really vulnerable. And I think, yeah. you know, I admire her a lot because even though she doesn't quite know how to handle this, I believe that she's doing everything she can to do it in the right way. Like to set up a dinner so that she can put her boundaries in place. Right. Which is essentially what she wanted to do. Um, I think she has, we've talked about this time and time again, but again, it's another example of her really growing as yeah. a fucking human, a mother, an adult, and an individual, right? Really mm-hmm. finding her own feet. Yeah, and I feel like it's the first time because I feel like, I mean, she was so young in that first marriage to Cordell when she was first on this show. And I think she's just been really trying to navigate who she is as an adult with a man, without a man. And I feel like we're finally really seeing her hit her stride and being like the badass Portia. And I think a new dude will 100% come on down the line and I think she'll be ready to yeah. be badass Portia in a relationship. And I feel like we see her... Like when she gets in a relationship, we see her really take a backseat to the dude. And I don't think that's going to happen the next go round. Like I think she's, I hope she's going to be able to maintain her kind of badass independence, but be with somebody. Does that make sense? Totally. And I think as well, what I learn as I'm getting older and what I see when we watch these younger women on going through kind of these kinds of scenarios, what I realize is that I think throughout your teens and early 20s you sort of assume that there's a point in your late 20s early 30s where you become an adult and you have your shit sorted out (laughs) but actually that isn't by any means the case and it's like I'm turning 40 (laughs) and what I've realized is that there is never a point at which you go I've got this shit sorted out but you start to embrace the fact that everything like it's a constantly evolving process and you are and everything is a lesson and you fucking learn it and move on to the next thing. And you'll always so, laugh at dick and fart jokes. There's no growing out of always, that. Like no. you will be 14 inside forever. Always. Make peace with and it, embrace jokes. it. Always. A hundred percent. And that's fine, but it's, you know, and I feel like, how do you convey that to somebody? Like, how do you just, I just want to hug Portia and go, look, you're not doing anything wrong. You haven't no. messed up. It's just part of the fucking process. Yeah. It's going to be this way forever. Like it will be ups and downs and you just have to ride them out and, learn something from this down and make it, you know, be part of the next up. Like it's just a constant, constant change is the only constant. That's it. Exactly. So anyway, it's, you know, I'm excited to see how they co-parent and I hope they show that story and I do hope they go to therapy and I, you know, I think that it's a really good story for us to see, for for people to see. I'm I'm really enjoying it. And I'm wondering if we are going to see a more mature Dennis. I, mean, I don't know. I, I hope so. Maybe. <laughs> Should we end it there? <laughs> Let's end it there. there Let's you move go. on. While we've got you here, we'd love to talk to you about our brand new Patreon account. Woohoo! It's all the extra content that is not only about reality TV, but all the other TV that we happen to be watching. And if that wasn't cool enough, we also give away a little bit more about ourselves. So there's lots of personal stuff on there too, if you want to get to know us better. So head on over to patreon.com, search for TV My Husband Hates, and all this extra content can be yours for less than a cup of coffee. Or a glass of wine. Whatever you choose.
Right. Uh, so while we were doing that break, we mentioned earlier that I was going to post that picture of uh, me and you, and I've done it. So it's, oh, I think I've got something wrong with the internet. It's not going no. through. Instagram is, I think, down at the moment. I'm getting errors. We're sorry, but something went wrong. Please try again. Oh, not... fine. As long as it's Instagram and not me. No, it's Instagram because I'm having okay. the same issue in a different Perfect. country. Well, as soon as that's back up and running, I'll post that. I was trying to be really clever, like real-time action. Oh, damn Instagram. you, Instagram. Got one <laughs> fucking job, Instagram. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Um, let's move Should on to... In? Below deck sailing yacht, where I am excited because this is not going to be a quiet, no. boring season. No. I mean, episode three is already bringing it pretty hot. Episode two did too. Uh, I'm, I'm here for it. I love this show. Well, we kick off this episode with the most painful walk of shame I think I've seen in a long time. For sure. And Sydney, I got a bone to pick with you, my friend. Yeah, you were we're gonna both make- feeling this. Yeah, you're going to make Kat and I defend Icky Gary. And we're mad at you for it. We're pissed for sure. at you. Super pissed. Because honestly, Gary could not have been clearer about this being a one-night thing. We saw the we captions. Heard we heard it loud and clear. And you're catching feelings. And Girl. this is what we were talking about last week. If you yeah. can handle the one-night stand, then go for it. I don't know many women that can, but if you can, go for it. Like, yeah. I, there's no judgment at all. But if you can't, and if you're going to wake up the next morning and go, well, he's not flirting with me anymore, that wasn't the deal. No. Like, that wasn't the fucking deal. He was really... He said it. This is a one night stand. (laughs) This is not a seasonal thing. Literally his exact words. Yeah. I mean, he was very clear. You could have stopped it and been like, you know what? I'm not into it then. Like, and gone back to your room and that would have been fine. And the next day he's not ignoring her. He's not being mean to her. He's talking to her on a professional, lovely level. And she's like, he's not flirting with me anymore. Yeah, no. Not cool, Sydney. I mean, I, I would have been Team Sydney if he had been a dick the next day, because that's 100%. not cool. But no, he was just hungover doing his job and doing it really well hungover, by the way, to the point even Glenn like mentioned something. Like, you know what? I appreciate someone being hungover and kicking ass at their job still. I find that a really attractive quality in people. Like friends, yeah. like, friends that, even friends who wake up the next morning and they're so hungover and they whinge and they can't get out of bed and they don't do anything. Uh-uh. It's like, no, come on, just fucking suck it up. Let's yeah. get on with the day. For sure. Um, unless Make you some are breakfast, like puking the on dog. the re- Unless you're puking on the regs, here's a Bloody Mary, fucking sort yourself out. For sure. Um, and, I, and I appreciate that. He gets up, he fucking nails his job despite the raging hangover he must have. I'm sure he had. I mean, even... Let, let's have a lack of sleep. For sure. Even Jean-Luc. Boots and rallies. Like, he does. I'm impressed with this he, crew so far. He pukes and gets up and does it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You're I mean, very he drank good at that. I, I'm going to go I on mean, record and say Reagan's, Reagan's very good at getting up on a hangover. I mean, drop, we've again, that airport drop-off we did for you. <laughs> that was the, that is the worst. I mean, it, it's definitely far... Um, it's definitely far and few between now, like with kids, because like, honestly, that hangover is not worth it dealing with kids as well. But when I don't have kids, I do properly let it go. And like that last night at your place before COVID ruined everybody's lives. Oh my God. We, I we mean, were fucked, I went into, I went into like Corona. Hour flight. 
with, yeah, a major hangover, a big flight. I mean, the positive to that was I had the whole middle, middle aisle to myself, like the five-seat middle aisle. So I just laid down and I slept pretty much the whole way. So, like, if you have a hangover, that was the best flight to be on. But, yeah. Oh, I really felt for you, though. I saw you walking off into the terminal. I was like, oh, oh God. I'm glad I'm not her. And then I went home and, like, had a nap. Right. But anyways, um, yeah. Anyway, so you just have to that. do it. And Gary isn't I don't like him but no. we give credit where credit's due for sure and Sydney needs to be a little bit more self-possessed about this that's yep. not the word yeah do you know what I mean she needs to take charge of her own fucking emotions for sure for sure it's not him it's you get it your is. feelings in check yeah um I mean I think next week we're going to be able to have a discussion about respect on Gary's part because I feel like Gary's sure. just going to bounce from one girl to the next and regardless of how clear you make it it's just not a good look. No, no, it makes you look like a douche. But for this week, yeah, we're te- we have to be team Gary on this issue. Yeah, I as mean as painful oh, as that is. That's really it makes me feel a bit gippy in my mouth. I'm also going to bring up the fact that I'm not super pleased with these guests who decided to be massive dicks, even though they could have brought Corona on board. And to take it out on the staff and be what? like, this is ridiculous. It's like, mm, you're living in the middle of a pandemic. Fever. You've got and, a fever. And these people have quarantined and are staying on the boat just to do their jobs. Like they're really, they're giving it their all. Yeah. If you and have a bit of a fever, you can stay in a fucking cabin on a boat and have people bring you food. And this wasn't a surprise. Like when you joined no. this ship, these were the COVID rules. Like this For was clear sure. right from the start. It's yes. not our fucking fault that you've got a fever. No, we got to see what it is. You have to leave the boat. You have to quarantine in a hotel. And when we get the results, we'll be able to proceed. But I had a real issue them being kind of dickheads to the staff on board. Cause I mean, it's not like the staff are going to get tipped. They weren't even the primaries that are there. I mean, no. do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, that's ugh. bullshit. That's I bullshit. thought they were assholes. Um, well, I mean, thank God they got a good tip last week, though, because... That's true. This, this may right. carry them on. They're not, they're not going to get anything this week. No, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the COVID test cliffhanger. Let's see. I mean, I think what's going to happen is that people are just going to get really drunk and start fornicating all over a luxury yacht. <laughs> For sure. I mean, that's all this season is going to be, really. Like, drunken yachties gone Lots wild. Lots of girl-on-girl girl action. <laughs> yes. It's like spring break on that fucking boat. It really is. It really is. All right. And I'm here for it. For um, sure. Let's Should we head to Dallas? To, yeah, let's do it. Where we are in the, um, we, we, <laughs> we walk back into the Shampoo Shaman session, <laughs> as I've affectionately named him, because apparently he's actually brilliant. a hairdresser. That should be um, his like LTD name, the Shampoo Shaman. It should. Um, I, you know, I, I'm here for the spiritual. I love a little bit of woo-woo. I, I have a couple of crystals and I like to meditate take a nap same thing yeah um, potato potato but this just doesn't feel like that no and the weird white caftans give it a very culty vibe like yeah or feels a bit like the virgin suicides for it's, sure um, it, and the fact that he's a fucking extensionist I feel like I'm watching a weird branch of Nexium trying to start getting, like, trying to get a startup in Dallas through rich white people who don't have anything else to spend their money on. Yeah, exactly. And Deandra just is looking for answers in all the wrong places because her mom is, you know, we're going to come up to that. But, um, you know, all of that aside, 
Brandy and Tiffany work it out. Brandy owns her shit. Thank um, God. So, you know, I mean, yeah. maybe he does work. Maybe. Or maybe people just, you know, can be grown-ups sometimes. Well, there is always that. I mean, <laughs> as, shocking, as shocking as it is on these shows, occasionally. Um, so that goes well. Happy for Tiffany. Happy for Brandy. Yeah. And then we get to the party. Which I have to say, Carrie can be a real selfish asshole sometimes, but I love that she threw this party for Tiffany. I love that Tiffany's being so open and vulnerable about like nobody ever throwing her a birthday party. It just made my heart break for her. And I feel, you and I were talking about this earlier, like Tiffany's very open about the kind of a lack of emotion upbringing that she had, the lack of kind of parental connection. And I think for her to be so open and vulnerable on the show, it's just fucking awesome because she could be very closed off and very distant from everyone and nobody would think anything of it based on like the experiences of her childhood but I feel like she's really self-aware and like trying to make a change in her life and like she's definitely not that way with her girls and I think that's awesome to see and I think it's really interesting the way that she talks about her upbringing because there is obviously a cultural thing there and I I know it's not necessarily my place to comment on it but I think that we've all and I think she discusses this whole tiger mom. Sure. She calls herself this tiger mom vibe. And she says something, and I think it might have been in a trailer for next week, but she says, I feel like an investment. And that yeah, I think I'm it's letting for next my week. parents down yeah. in that investment, that they they look at me to return. And, you know, me taking four days instead of five right. is a letdown on their their investment. And that that's a really, really hard dynamic to live in because it's like who's got your back who is your person right um, her husband oops her husband Sorry. thank god and oh he's my a gosh. babe isn't he a babe? i love him i, I think he's incredible too. i follow tiffany on instagram and like she she posts the nicest things about him like i know it's social media and we like to post the nice things but she put up this thing where he was like Daniel got me a glass or Daniel ordered me a glass wine and then went ahead and ordered the whole bottle just in case I wanted another glass. And like, I think that really ties into like your thing about everybody being kept in mind. He is constantly thinking of her. And I think it's, it's probably such a nice change and a good environment for her to be in. Cause she calls herself a tiger mom, but she's really interactive with her kids from what I see for being a working mom, still having the energy to like do things with them, I think is really cool. Cause I, I'm a working mom, but I work from home and sometimes I don't have that energy for my boys. No, I very rarely have that kind of energy. I mean, obviously I love my kids. For sure. Um, We don't even have to do that disclaimer on this podcast. No, that's true. Uh, But I agree entirely. And I, but I actually think that she's not the tiger mum that she thinks she is. And no. I think that she, even if she does have these high expectations regarding education and yeah. music lessons and all of that kind of typical stereotypical stuff, um, I think actually if it came down to it and one of her kids was like, mommy, I just want to be an artist, she'd be yeah, like, that's fine. Okay. You know, I mean, I let's don't send you think... to business school so you can run a gallery. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? I think yeah, that yeah. she's like definitely more diluted than her parents were yeah. because. That really sounds like an environment starved of kind of fun and emotion. And like, Absolutely. who doesn't throw their kids a birthday party? It made me cry when like, she was like, my dad one day looked at me and was like, oh, so are you nine? And she was like, dad, I'm 11. 
I know. And I'm not even I mean, talking about spending a ton of money on a party. No. I'm like, let's mark the occasion somehow. Let's make that person feel special for one fucking day. For sure. I mean, my dad definitely is not bringing home any like dad of the year awards, but he always remembered my fucking birthday. Maybe didn't always remember how old I was, but did remember my birthday. Not like, oh, well, here's $2. Happy birthday. I mean, do you, like, oh. No, totally. Totally. It just gave me the, the gross feelings. Made me feel no. really bad for her, but also really excited that like she is self-aware enough to like be this open and vulnerable about it and discussing it. And I definitely think her issues of the past are not going to impact her kids. No, so far. I agree. I agree. Um, but the party continues. Carrie does a great job throwing yes. this party. And it's the party for Tiffany, which I really love because I feel like a lot of the housewives throw parties for themselves, but they just call it their friend's birthday. We saw we saw that in Salt Lake City a bit with Jen. Yeah. But um, this this party felt like it was for Tiffany, and I, I think that was cool. And I love that Tiffany let loose. It was a really, I think what Carrie did really well is it wasn't in a public place. It was yeah. in a small, safe place with lots of people that Tiffany knew, and she was able to really cut loose. I mean, she was shit No water. And that's fun to see. Yeah, no, no bodies water, of water. Nobody can she push make her, her in anywhere. <laughs> But it was nice to see her do that. And, you know, for her to stand up and go, I just want to be liked. And, you know, we all feel that. But not many of us can say that. A lot of us sit in group group environments feeling very insecure and worried about how people feel about us and whether they actually really like us. But she's like, I just want to be really liked. And, God, she's a babe. Yeah, uh, she's so refreshing for all the – like – all of the franchises, I find Tiffany really refreshing. And I would love for Bravo to find more housewives like her because I yeah. think that is a more accurate portrayal of working women trying to navigate everything. I think Tiffany is is more of who we all are versus well, just being able to drink all day. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that there's something in the exclusivity of the casting, right? So yeah. there's something about seeing behind the doors of how other people live that we right. don't have access to. But with Tiffany, they've got that that sort there's of both 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 things covered, and I think that they could do that more consistently throughout. For sure, their I don't feel like Tiffany is that rare. I I feel no. like there are wealthy women who work and have kids and who balance society and life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's, I feel like that's what the housewives used to be when it first started. And I feel we've gotten pretty far away from it. And it'd be nice if it kind of returned to that. Well, because I think as well, becoming a housewife by nature pushes you into a different echelon of society because A, you start earning a ton more money, you get more endorsements, you're living a different life. You're on telly, all of a sudden you're famous. Right. So, by their very nature, it's hard to kind of maintain that. But that's why I think the turnover shelf life. has to be a little... Yeah, there needs to be a shelf life. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But the flip side of this birthday party is, well, a few things. Mama D talking uh, shit about Deandra. Like, come on. Even if it's fucking true, you don't talk shit about your kid to your kid's friends. Yeah, so just to recap, if you haven't quite watched it yet, but essentially Deandra Simmons is asked why she took the surname Simmons of her stepfather, um, who was apparently a big deal in Dallas. The Simmons family is like heritage family. Um, And rather than answer, Deandra goes to Mama D and says, well, why don't you tell them why? Right. Which makes me think that it was her choice. It was a different reason. It was right. Mama D saying, you have to get on board with this family. Is or what we're changing I think our last names. It's now this. Yeah. 
And Mama that's Jean how just, I see that conversation. She just going. throws Deandra under the bus and says she just thought it would get open more doors for her and be better. You know, just making her sound very mercenary and opportunistic. When Mama D has just told this whole story about how she stalked the man to get him to marry her in the first place. Like, I was shocked by that. She's like, I just made sure I was where he was and I was looking good and I was going to marry that man. Even Cam's three brain cells <laughs> very quickly work out that that is not the story that we want to be proud of. It's no. like... I get what she's saying about that, like manifesting that shit and making it happen. You manifested yourself to be a gold digger. That's what you did. Think that (laughs) it got a little bit lost in the middle. Oh, Um, man. I mean, Mama D is, I think she's always got an element of toxicity to her. And it will come from from fucking trauma and abuse in her childhood as well. Yes. But fuck me. I mean, even if Deandra was that opportunistic and mercenary, you don't throw your own daughter under the bus in a group of other women. Like, you fucking have her back. I mean, it would it would be something entirely different if it was Dee sitting around with her friends and this conversation was happening. You 100% don't throw your daughter under the bus to your daughter's friends. No. That's a certain level of really fucked up mother-daughter shit that... I mean, listen, I I think... Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird. And I feel for Deandra because it's like, yeah, she's an only kid. And that's, it's a fuck yeah. ton of pressure to have to be the one kid that your parents deal are with invested her. in or that you have to deal with your parents. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it is the whole reason we had two kids. It's the whole reason we, we had two kids. <laughs> like you have to have somebody to bond about how awful your parents are. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also this is going to sound really dark, but I remember saying to Jimmy, I don't like... <sighs> When we die, I don't want our, a kid to be on their own with that. For like, sure. Yeah. When we die, I want my I want Billy to have somebody to lean on and cry with and sort the fucking funeral or out. Or just with. throw a party and be happy about. I mean, it that's could go what, either way. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> um, and also, I had two so that they played together. But that's for a sure. fucking lie. So, <laughs> so don't do it for that reason. No, I mean it's a long term investment. Like we're just starting to see the benefits of that. Like from this year in COVID, and my youngest is five. Like th- that's a five year investment to get them to play together. So think about that's that a, before you have kid a, number two. It's a long fucking five years as well. Yeah, but another thing that went really fucking left is Brandy calling that meditation circle demonic. I have always had a lot of time for Brandy and I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt here and say that she's still in a very fucking insecure, precarious position emotionally following the whole video gate thing. Well, and isn't this also didn't because her mother-in-law passed away in a really bad car accident. I don't know if that happened pre-filming or post-filming, but if it's pre-filmed, like I think there's a lot of shit going on there. Yeah, I think there is too. And I think she's going through a lot. And also, let's remember, she's pregnant, still doesn't know it because she's still getting shit-faced right. at this point. So. <laughs> so her hormones are off the fucking charts. Absolutely. And she probably feels crazy. Yeah, but that being said, this is when Christians get on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Christians. Because. Don't be this way. I am here for it. Have yeah. your, be religious. Do it. Knock yourself out. Believe what you want to believe. Give your money where you want to give it. Turn up wherever you want to go on a fucking Sunday. I don't care. I appreciate, respect your right to do that. 
But then you have to reciprocate that. Yeah, you it's have a two-way to let street. other people do their thing as well. And you can't just call out Deandra and say she can't possibly be Christian because she's got this shaman. Listen, of all the problems with this fucking shaman, right? the fact that it goes against Christianity <laughs> is the least of them. For sure. Oh my gosh. Well, and even just what's going on at the talk at the table, the meditation yeah. circle is the least worrisome <laughs> well I think Brandy just didn't I think Brandy's annoyed because it's the only thing that actually got people to fucking be calm and, and right. work shit out she's like well Jesus should have done that well Jesus should have done a lot of fucking things babe right? if we're gonna go down that road for sure it, it, it really it, I hate when people like bring out religion to chastise and be judgy about other people I mean, I think yeah, it's the basis it's of most organized religions to just pull it out to be that way. But um, anyways, it, it put me right off. Didn't like that one bit. No, me too. Um, should we move on to New Jersey? Yes. I love the show more and more every week. I love week. this show too. It's everything that Atlanta isn't. It is. I feel like, yeah, I feel like Atlanta's time is ending for me a little bit. I, but I feel like there needs to be like a major cast reshuffling. There's about two people I would keep and I'd get new people. I, I probably would do the same to New York too. Like when that comes back, it'll be interesting. But anyways, yeah, we'll see. New Jersey. Um, new Jersey. So we've got Joey Gorga's birthday and um, Melissa very smartly. I love the way Melissa's figured out her dynamic in this. Like we've yes. seen her throughout the seasons not know what her role is and where to sit. But she's finally fucking figured out how to be in this family and she's like listen the only person who can speak to Teresa about this is you and you yeah. need to go and do that yeah I also wonder if like the removal of Joe Judice has made the relationship between Teresa Joe and Melissa and like their families more solid and maybe even you know the passing of both Joey and Melissa uh, Teresa's parents. Yeah. Like they don't have a big family anymore. It is just the two of them. And I wonder if like all this stuff has kind of, I don't know, made them tighter because I feel like Melissa can be more honest with Teresa this season. I feel like we're just seeing a bunch of different, healthier dynamics between these three. Well, and I think Teresa is super suspicious and super insecure and really struggles to trust people. And so I think a part it's just of it taken is just this that long. it's taken this long <laughs> for her to welcome Melissa in. I think right? that's it. I think like their daughter's what, 15? Their yeah. oldest daughter's 15 now. So at 15 years, it. you can be part of the family. <laughs> that's what it takes. That's what it takes. And maybe it's also just a resignation. We're like, fucking Melissa's not going anywhere. No, like, I've really I'm tried. Just, yeah, I've tried. I've done everything I can. She's stuck around. Credit yeah. where credit's due. Props I constantly being... call her a stripper and make up <laughs> things. She's just not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm just going to have to accept this bitch now. Yes. Maybe that's where she is. Yeah. But either way, Joey does, and Teresa agrees to invite Jackie. I mean, I don't feel like well, she, she agrees does it with to somebody joy in else inviting Jackie. Yeah, and she doesn't really do it with joy in her heart. <laughs> no, and no. Jackie doesn't come anyway. No, so <laughs> it's a moot point. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. But bless them. Um, they're trying. They are. They are trying, and it is nice to see a feisty Teresa that that is almost starting to pick her battles. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like we saw a Teresa where if Joey had tried to have that conversation with her two, three years ago, she would have gone batshit. Right. Right. No, I think, I think jail and yoga and divorce <laughs> has changed Teresa. 
<laughs> and deportation. Right. <laughs> like. And maybe the pool boy. Hey, who knows? I mean, he's, he's fit. She needs I'm to climb that lie. tree. She yeah. needs to get right on that. No jokes. No. I mean, I guess knowing what we know now, she's obviously got like a different boyfriend now, but I wonder if he was like her flirtatious gateway into like dating again. Like. Oh, I hope she did it. I hope she did it. For me too. But I feel I don't like know she deserved know. that. No, I don't think we'll ever But know. he's quite fit. He is. I mean, he's not my type, but no. I can see. He's think definitely he... like a fit Jersey man. Oh, he's Jersey for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we do that. Dolores and David, we see a little bit more into their relationship as well. I'm yeah. over David. I'm calling it. I think I I'm am done. too. Like, Dolores, why do you keep wanting a ring with this man? Like, she is so hot. And when I she feel turns like... up to that pool party in that bikini... He just wants his cake and eat it, though. He just wants Absolutely. to be able to live his life exactly as he likes without committing, have her move in so that she looks after him and he gets one-on-one yeah. -on -one time. And if, Dolores, if you have to bribe somebody into giving you an engagement ring, it's probably no. not the right engagement ring to be chasing. I saw a meme that compared David to Voldemort in that scene where he's like wearing the leather jacket. And I thought it was so spot on because he's just brilliant. so pale. I mean, I'm never not going to be able to see that. We should definitely put that up on Instagram I'll too. I'll find it for sure. David um, versus just, Voldemort. It made me laugh. I mean, look, David is, an, is a nice, decent dude. I just I don't, don't think, think he's, I think he's, a dude that needs to just be on his own. Like, I don't think he's a relationship guy. I think he's probably a, like, he's probably a really focused, great doctor because a lot of doctors have to be that way, like surgeons and shit like that. But he's not the dude for her. No. And someone just needs to call it. Like, I think this is going to go on forever because nobody's going to call it because to, I think between Frank and David, Dolores is getting everything she needs. So she's not yeah. going to make a change. And I feel like David gets everything he needs because she's not going to make it. Like, when is it going to end? Like, I mean, Frank needs to put an end to it. Frank needs to put an end to it. I mean, how cute is Frank? He looks fit in oh, his glasses. Oh, my gosh. He's, He's so there cute. at every event. Just yeah. Willing to participate, knowing about what's going on with their friends. On. Yeah. They and both I love take the, the boys. Oh my God. I love how they take the piss out of Joe Benigo for like being yeah, dressed by Margaret the minute he because walks it was in. so obvious. <laughs> I love it. The minute they walk in. But also I love the boys because at this party, Joey and John deal with shit in a grown up way. For sure. Like this is what was my understanding. This is what my understanding is. We have a difference of opinion on this. So shall we just shake on it and do better next time? Yeah. Perfect. But, oh my God. John needs to shave his head. That like back comb over, it's good, like it's not a good look. No, especially with the floppy bit at the back. Yeah, that wasn't playing no, game, wasn't playing ball. No, just shave that shit off. Shave it off. Do a deal Joey. with Voldemort co comments if it happens to look the same way, but you can't do a back <gasps> comb over. It's just not right. It's not a good look. But no, no. the girls need to take a, a page yeah. out of the boys' book because they're they're really turning out to be the people that if I had to choose who to hang out with, it would be the boys. For sure. For sure. Although I don't know how to play poker, but I could learn. I'm sure it's not that difficult. It's I'll not just, like the smartest people in the in the room are the ones that's playing true. poker. That's true. So, oh, cool. you know, I reckon I can, I, I think we could do that. Um, but before we move on, we should definitely talk about Jennifer. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, 
you know what? I actually have a lot of time for Jennifer this season. Like, I know she's dealing with a lot of emotional stuff. I love the the marriage dynamic where she's just like, I need to get shit-faced. Her husband's on board with her getting shit-faced. She definitely does get shit-faced. Oh, yeah. And he just, like, carries box. her and puts her, puts, him, puts her in the car. Puts and her she in passes a out. Ferrari. <laughs> or might have been a Lamborghini. I can't remember. It's Either one of way, those. it's a car that you don't really want to put a puker in. No, it's a big dick power car. It's a big dick power car. And and uh, Jennifer's showing absolutely no big dick power right now. No. <laughs> I mean, we've all been in that fa- in For that sure. I mean, I don't think I, I've ever face planted on some concrete by the pool, though. Like, I was generally worried for her, like, facial well-being. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm here. Listen, I'm not. Do what you like. Get pissed. Yeah. Be that person. Um, but I don't like Jennifer. No, like I, I mean, find I, that she's shady. I feel like yeah. she's she's going to stick to whichever you know boats floating. Rather, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like she yeah. doesn't really give a shit. She doesn't have any. Jennifer's number one concern is Jennifer. Yeah, that's fine. She remember she came in as like Jackie's best mate. Oh, she's for not sure. there now. No, like she's no. moved on to Teresa because yeah, she thinks she's that's up Teresa's ass. Like, yeah. I mean, that that's ultimately what it is. And we're never going to see her disagree. Like, she's just going to play the up the ass friend game, whatever. But you know what also really surprised me? I didn't like Margaret talking about Jen's drinking. Like, it's a major drunken issue versus her just having a good time. That yeah, weirded I me think- out a little bit. I know what you mean. I think it's one of those things, like, if she was doing this day in, day out, like, if this right. was what happened every single time that they went out, yeah, then, yeah, there's an issue, right? But every now and again, we've all been there, and we've all For got sure. too pissed because we've just got too much on, and we've, like, fallen asleep on the pavement. I mean... Yeah. It's happened. It's if it happened. hasn't happened to you, I'm wondering how much fun you're actually having in life. It's true. I mean, if it hasn't happened to you, you're probably not our people. That's no. also fine. Yeah, fair. We're all different. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. I mean, if she turns out to be doing this all the time, then there's definitely questions. And maybe Margaret sees and knows more than we do. But for now, I'm maybe. not ready to call her an alcoholic. I also wonder if, like, because I think Margaret has issues with other people drinking because of, like, her like her issues with her mom. Like, her mom was yeah. very much the party girl so and things like triggered. that. So, yeah, I feel like she's triggered. I, I know a few people who think people who get that way automatically are alcoholics. I don't think that's true. But anyways, my two cents. Agreed. Um, Just before we leave this, let's just talk about Teresa and Joe very, very briefly because we see a small conversation between them about their divorce. And it, I mean... It seems very civil. Italy looks good on Joe. Like, he seems to not be being the dick that we thought he'd be. I feel like they may be both better apart. I mean, I yes. A hundred percent. I don't mean to say... Maybe Joe's better in Italy than he is in America. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely up to some shady shit. He's selling sex toys, isn't he? I know. That's so gross. That just, like, makes my tummy turn. Like, he's the last person. Right? That's the thing. I want to see with trying to, like, sell me sex toys. (laughs) He's the least sexy person I've ever seen on TV. The last thing I think about when I look at Joe is (laughs) masturbating. Literally the very last thing. For sure. Eating pasta? Yes. Yes. Having a meatball sandwich? For sure. Drinking too much wine? Absolutely. Watching the football? Yeah. There. Not flicking my bean? No. Mm -mm. He doesn't inspire a wank in me. 
No, he's not, it's very he's not the opposite. one for the wank bank. No. No. Frank? Yes. Frank is in the wank bank. For Ooh, sure. That's, that's, that's rhymingly pleasing. Yes, it is. That's pleasant to my ears. Uh, even Joey Gorg is in the wank yeah, bank occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, not not Margaret's Joe. I mean, he's a lovely dude, no. but he doesn't no. do it for me. David, for sure not. No, not Voldemort. And not not, <laughs> not Jennifer's husband. What's he called again? Bill. Not Bill. You know what? I mean, he's no, cute, he's not no. hot, but he is such a sweet dude. Like, I just think he's, he just, I think he keeps her in mind a lot. That's my yeah. sense from him. And actually, before we completely move on from Jennifer yeah. and Bill, just interestingly, let's look at the difference in reaction to when Jennifer gets shit-faced that she has to be carried out versus when Bill gets shit-faced and he has to be carried home. Like, everybody's slapping him on the back and high-fiving right? him and being like, <laughs> you the man! And then <laughs> when Jennifer does it, it's like, oh, she's got a drinking oh, problem. she's got a drinking oh, it's problem. so embarrassing. Go oh, home. Women, it's women like, shouldn't oh, do that. Fuck off. Fuck you. Yep. Um Anyway, let's let's wrap up. Let's move yes. on to the Kardashians and the end of an era. The end of an era, which is all taking place in this Malibu beach house, which part of me feels like they just rented this house simply to film in. Well, they did. Because they're not all staying there. They'll just stay there in and out. This is where we're going to see the entire season. Yeah, I which think is that's interesting. What, I think that's what they did to maybe minimize the risk of cross-contamination amongst the houses. They just keep... And they just do very minimal yeah. self-filming in their own houses. I think that. I also wonder how much it is to do with Kim's situation with Kanye while they're filming. I don't think it's only COVID. Pardon me wonders maybe, if like, but, this but, is just an easier way to like not, I don't know. I mean, maybe. We know that this is going to blow up in some way. Yeah. Of course it is. But I also think... We've read, like, out of all the houses, we see Chloe's all the time, we see Scott's yeah. all the time. We don't see Kim's as often as the others. So I think no, that we they see could the kitchen have, a lot. Yeah, they could yeah. have kind of put... And we don't see Kanye at all, really. No. So we could have well, he's put in the Wyoming kibosh. with the children. Yeah. So I don't know if that was... I think it's more of a... It's probably all of those reasons. All of the above. Yeah. But I'm here for it, and that house Fair. looks I mean, that house beautiful. is gorgeous. Oh, my God. So beautiful. I'd spend the summer there. Easily. I'd move in. I'd yeah. never leave. I'd claim squatting Well, rights. I love how Scott's like, like, this is a really gorgeous house. Like, dude, you could probably buy it. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there. I think you all make enough money. Yeah, you could probably have that house rather yeah. than the one in Palm Springs, however many hours away that is. Yeah, but Palm Springs is pretty cool too. I've never been to Palm Springs. Instead of Key West next time, should we do Palm Springs? I think maybe we should. We should do like a desert, yeah. Because the, the only thing is it's just pools. Like there's no ocean because it's in... It's on the other side of California. But um, yeah, we should do that. Palm Springs Maybe. is attractive to me. Okay. Uh, All right. But back to these people. Yeah. What we're here for. So yes, Scott and Sophia, I think this is a really interesting conversation. Yeah. They're navigating... A breakup. And I think it's really interesting to watch all the ladies talk about it, like Chris weighing in about how difficult it must be for Sophia in the relationship because Scott is so devoted to like making co-parenting work and the kids and Courtney. Um, and she was just feeling a bit left out, I think. And I a hundred percent can't blame her for that. No, I can't blame her for that because she's also super young. Like she is in her early twenties too. Yeah. That's a lot of family to take on. It is. And it's a really unusual situation. You know, most people who are co-parenting don't have this. They, 
you know, Scott says, we work together, we travel together. You we know, fa- like, he fancies her. We all know he, this. He fancies her still. And Chris yeah. is essentially his mom. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's, right. it's like this weird mix between it being her, his ex, but also this kind of his weird family. sister vibe, family yeah. vibe thing. And yeah. that's hard. And I feel for Scott because, you know... It, I think he's asking the question, like, how much do I, to himself, how much do I sacrifice my own happiness? Because he doesn't believe he's going to find a woman who can manage all of this. Right. I think he probably will if he dated a little older. (laughs) I mean, there is that, because now he's going out with... uh, Amelia! Amelia Gray, I mean... Yes, she's like 18! I mean, I'm sorry, but it's n- I, I can't take you serious, Scott. I can't take that you are seriously looking for somebody who is invested in family life when you are dating teenagers. Well, because he's not, because he's still in love no. with Courtney. Yeah, for sure. And he always will be. Yeah, fair. End of. Fair. And and like, and I get it, That, but that's why he's dating teenagers. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, be honest with yourself. I know, like, and I know that... That's, Co- that's the thing you're going to have to balance. I know Courtney's dating somebody. Yeah, Travis Baker, fit drummer from Blink-182. And I think he also drums with Machine Gun Kelly now. But the problem is for Scott is that he's trying to do the right thing by the kids by maintaining this relationship with uh, Courtney and the family. But that relationship's for him. And then Courtney's for the kids. And it's all very muddled. But for him to really get to a point where he doesn't love Courtney enough to fall in love with somebody else, he, he can't be in that situation and do that. No, and I, I, I think this is obviously something he's going to have to work out in therapy because I bet it would be different if his parents hadn't passed away and he had yeah. family. But he was, I mean, this kind of goes back to he's an only child and his parents passed away. He literally has nobody. I think he has like an uncle. Like he's got some very he's distant got, yeah. family. But, you know, the Kardashians have been his immediate family for a really long time. And now like, because they, you know, they were never married. So it's not like there's like a divorce in there or anything like that. It's just a really awkward situation. And, you know, he's going to have to just work through those feelings. Cause I mean, he's fairly newishly sober, you know, yeah. maybe just the past couple of years. So I think it's just something that's going to take time for him. Well, and to also work with through. the close, with the closing of the show, that yeah. will mean that there's they're less, not ta- they're not yeah. as full on all the time. So maybe right. that will help too. But, I want Scott to find happiness. For sure. I mean, I think they both deserve it. I think they are great co-parents, even though the line gets blurred a little bit. But I think, you know, I do wish, I want them both to be able to be as happy apart as they are in that weird co-parent mix. Me too. Um, We also see Kim taking the baby bar. Now, for anybody who is going to say that Kim is a brainless idiot, you don't have to like her. You don't have to like anything that she stands no. for. But I have to give this this woman credit for doing a really fucking hard thing. Dude, Shane from The Real Housewives of California is still trying to pass the bar. <laughs> well, do we know for sure if she passed the baby bar? We don't know yet. I mean, we could probably look it up, but... Um, I did Google it, but it was very... All that I, I could find we'll, is that it looks like she did. Yeah, I mean, it's really a practice test, too. So part of me is like, it's not the real thing. Like, let's not get super excited about it. But, you know, at the same time, she's putting in the time and the effort. And yeah, she is smart. 
she is smart and she's credit where credit's due. She's decided to do it and she's stuck yeah. with it. And it's not like this woman has a ton of time on her hands. Do you know what I mean? It's not she like a million she wasn't kids busy. And she's a million, million businesses. Kids. Right. And she's like, well, now I'll just be a lawyer. Yeah. Like, I have to respect that. For sure. For sure. I mean, you may not like the way she's doing it and that's your business, but she's killing it. Yeah. Don't call us stupid. FYI. No. Piers Morgan. Um, right. <sighs> Good thing we don't and have then, to worry about him anymore. Well, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't mean, know. I think we've got. I a mean, temporary, we don't in the U.S. anyway, so. No, I think we've got a temporary reprieve, but nice. I have no doubt he'll be back spouting rubbish on our screens sometime For soon. For sure. Um, Chloe and Tristan, tell me your thoughts on this. So when I fir- when they first started talking about kid number two and doing IVF, I was like, why don't you guys just do it and get it over with, like? Come or at least on. just turkey. At least just turkey baster it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like come on. Like I don't. I, I think things are kind of being made a bigger deal than they need to be. But then we obviously learn further on that she's got some health risks that she's not even talking about on screen that kind of preclude her from maybe even now carrying this kid. So I think it's a lot. I do feel like I wrote this down. Like, is there a, a, any way that these two do not get back together? Well, rumor has it at the moment that she's wearing an engagement ring. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's where this is going. And I'm also going to give Tristan some credit. I think I think he's a dude that has realized the error of his ways and is working on repairing it the right way. I mean, something, you know, Chloe's first husband never did. Um, I don't know. I, I like I mean, them I think together. I do too. And I think quarantine has come at a great time for them because it's meant that he's not traveling for half the year and they've been able to really spend time together. You know, I think if I was Chloe, I might want to say, I'd probably be thinking, well, this is great while we're trapped in a house together and quarantine's happening and there's no temptation, but let's see how this goes when normal life resumes and and basketball's back on and all of a sudden you're a star and there's lots of lovely girls around. Like, you know, I have faith in Tristan, but I do see why Chloe is being... Uh, yeah, reluctant Started. to jump back into it. I do, For however, sure. think I agreed with you when they were first yeah. talking about having a baby. I was like, just fucking have sex and just do it. Like, <laughs> like come on. It's not that much of a Take stretch. one for the team. You want a baby, just do the deed. Yeah. Um, and then she does the IVF and all the rest of it. And I know it's hard. You and I differed a little bit in this. You were more yeah. sympathetic. I know it's hard. And I think everybody's heart is different, so I can appreciate that she's struggling. But I do think there needs to be a recognition that her situation is not quite the same as most people who are having IVF, who are like absolutely desperate because they haven't been able to have children, that they can't afford to do it as many times as they want. And I just, I get it. It's all, but I just want her to be like, I realize I'm really lucky. Yeah, but this yeah. is hard for me. Right, right. I just felt a bit uncomfortable with her going, it's so hard. Yeah. Am I being a bitch? A little bit, but I think it's okay. okay. I mean, yeah. you know, like like we were talking about with Cynthia. If you do this stuff on TV, you do open yourself up to a lot of criticism, and <laughs> there's probably things that you look back on and are like, shit, I probably shouldn't have done it that way. Um, I feel like what we know about Chloe, it was like a momentary lapse of like I agree. compassion. Um, so I'm I willing agree. to give her that, but um, I, I couldn't fucking imagine. I mean, we always talked about if we couldn't have kids we wouldn't do IVF because I could not imagine pumping myself full of that many hormones. I would be a raging fucking bitch. So. <laughs> I have to say, I love you, 
more than I love. Like after my yeah. husband, you're probably the adult that I'm not related to that I love the most. Excellent. But I would not want to see you no. full of hormones. No. I mean, I don't even I mean, like it that I've got hormone spikes once a month. It's it's not pleasant for me. No, I mean, we hung out when you were pregnant. That was hard. It wasn't, yeah. you, that, you know, and that's not, but I agree. And I think that there are definitely limits. I don't know what we would have done. Yeah. I mean, I say that now. Obviously, we have kids and we've, we're not having yeah. anymore and it's not really a worry. But we did have long talks about if we couldn't have kids, what we would do. And we kind of ended up where we would just be fine not having kids and we would just, you know play with all of our friends' kids. And we just have a moment. Can we just have a moment to indulge in that wet dream? I know. <laughs> Where I've got one on a screen because he's home from school today because it's his spring break. <laughs> so I could do the podcast. A moment silence while we just enjoy that wet dream. Yeah. That would have been. What I mean, could have been? What could we'd have still been? be in the UK, actually. Yeah. Anyways. Think of all the money we'd have. Think of our bodies. Our bodies would look great. Our careers. Everything. Everything could have been different. Our sex lives. (laughs) Our vaginas. Oh my gosh, not peeing myself. Would be joyful. All the time. Would be joyful. I had to explain to my male PT why I couldn't do star jumps. (laughs) I was like, listen, I could probably do five, maybe ten, but if you're going to ask me to do like star jumps for a minute, guarantee It, there's going to be a puddle. Dude, I don't even do jumping jacks anymore. I do like step out jumping jacks, which elevate your heart rate just the same because it's moving your, your hands yeah. up and your legs out. But I don't even do those anymore just simply because I don't want to pee on myself. No, because nobody wants to pee themselves at the gym. No, no <laughs> nobody does. All right, nobody with does. that, um, I, I'm here for the season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I don't think it's going to be too spicy. However, previews do show some Kim and Kanye talk next week, so... Yeah. Oh, I but, think we won't, but we won't be well, here next week. Oh, no, we won't we, be here. We're taking week a week off um, due to family are. obligations. So it's two weeks and two months that we've taken off. Yeah. Maybe we should just take a week, a month off and like Maybe. hang out. Maybe. Um, but listen, thank you as ever for giving us your time. We love having yes. you. Yes. Um, there's more and more of you each week as well, which is lovely, but it still would help if you could rate, review, and subscribe. Absolutely. I was just going to call out, we got a great, we got a review from the UK, Haley S82. Thank you, babe. Thank you for a review. We really appreciate it. It was fabulous. It was a good one. Yeah. I mean, I needed a good one after yeah. the last one. Okay. I <laughs> no, we've had good ones the past couple. We appreciate you all standing up to our one-star <laughs> reviews on iTunes. I like this our little so- banter people have calling them out. Our social Sally. <laughs> yeah. Poor social Sally. She's become be unsocial Sally. <laughs> but today is not the day. No. Um, All right, listen, thanks again. We love you and we will see you not next week, but the week after. And in the meantime, have fun and remember... Smart people watch reality TV too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Please subscribe, rate and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. The music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims.